Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Market View. I'm Michelle Martin. Good morning. Asia Pacific markets are trading relatively higher this morning following mixed performance on Wall Street overnight. Tokyo is up 0.8%. Seoul is about a quarter of a percent up and Sydney is flat. Joining me now as we break down all the market action is Tina Tang. She's a market strategist with CMC Markets. Joining us live from Auckland. Good morning, Tina. Morning, Michelle. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for being with us. Now, we have some very interesting market moves to assess today, both in China and the U.S. We're going to start with China, where the tech giant Tencent is reportedly planning to sell off its stake in the food delivery behemoth Meituan. Now, Tencent owns 17% of Meituan, a stake... That's worth about 24 billion U.S. dollars. Reuters has published an article citing four sources with knowledge of the matter, saying Tencent is set to cash out. So, Tina, do you think Tencent would do this? And what impact might it have on the Chinese tech sector? Oh, I think a Tencent move actually uh, complies with the Chinese government's crackdown on the tech giant monopoly over the industry. As Beijing just uh, called for uh, the uh, regulations on the monopoly, among those Chinese tech giants. Uh, I think the, uh, the action of uh, Tencent uh, would cause a short-term volatility uh, in the Chinese shares, especially in the tech industry. Uh, but uh, uh, in the long term, I think that's, uh, uh, that's good for a fair market competition in, in China mainland. Meituan shares plunged 9% on the news in Hong Kong trade yesterday and shares of Tencent closed moderately higher. On to Tencent, it is set to make an earnings announcement today and many analysts say for the first time in the company's history, Tencent could report a year-on-year decline in revenue. Tencent shares, meanwhile, down more than 30% from the beginning of the year. Now, Tina, you and your colleagues at CMC Markets have published an article entitled, Are There Any Chances for Tencent to Reverse Its Downtrend? So tell us, what do you think? Can Tencent turn things around? Um, so for the second quarter, due to the harsh lockdowns in China uh, because of the COVID uh, outbreak, um, that's a, a very negative impact on all the Chinese uh, companies, especially uh, in the Chinese giant. Um, we, we see that... Uh, uh, Alibaba's uh, revenue was was slowing down as well. So I think it is what's happening uh, in all the Chinese tech companies. And we expect the Tencent this time the revenue slow down or even flat or uh, have a negative growth in the second quarter. Uh, however, uh, probably that's the worst has been uh, might be over. Uh, as the second quarter uh, was uh, a bit different because uh, like Shanghai lockdown and Beijing lockdown, that's a huge impact on the whole China economy mm-hmm. from the second half year. I think that uh, uh, especially the Chinese government now is loosening the regulatory uh, crackdown on those Chinese giants. Uh, and also um, we expect consumer confidence, business confidence uh, might be recovering from the covid impact as well uh, and also the, the government Chinese government now is trying to stimulate the, uh, the economy with um, the accommodative 
monetary policy. So uh, mm-hmm. we expect the second half will be better. So there is an opportunity uh, for the share to rebound in the short term. However, uh, because um, the you know the, the whole global economic trajectory uh, doesn't look very good, um, I think that's a long-term uh, effect on all the uh, all the companies, especially like uh, tech companies. They still uh, having this uncertainties. In, in the growth. So far, investors seem unimpressed by the measures over in China. Chinese Premier Li Keqiang has told local government officials to help boost consumption and take on more debt. But if you look at the CSI 300 index, it finished moderately lower yesterday, trading around 15% below its peak for the year. So let's segue to the US now, Tina, where the focus is on the retail sector. The Dow Jones Industrial Average finished up 0.7% overnight, and the S&P 500 climbed higher for the third straight session on the back of some positive earnings numbers for Walmart and Home Depot. Now, Walmart is the U.S.'s biggest retailer. It grossed more than $150 billion U.S. dollars during the second quarter of the year. Its sales jumped 8%. Home Depot, meanwhile, reporting record profits on the back of strong demand for goods related to home improvement projects. Tina, what do these numbers tell us about the state of the U.S. retail sector. So in, ger- in general, the second quarter, uh, retailers' earnings are better than expected. Uh, as before, uh, uh, the, the expectations were uh, negative and they didn't expect that the earnings actually came out uh, still strong and have a positive growth. So uh, yesterday, the Wall Street uh, was lifted by the retailer box. I think the uh, earnings optimism uh, towards this, uh, the season actually still pushing up the U.S. stock. Uh, however, uh, I uh, these companies, uh, even though uh, they they have reported positive earnings, but they still show the slowdown in the growth and the still uncertainties ahead uh, for the second half of the year. Walmart shares finished up 5% overnight, and just three weeks ago, Walmart issued a profits warning, its second in two months. Is it possible that the reason investors are reacting so favorably to Walmart's earnings is the company set the bar pretty low? Uh, yes, that that what has happened, actually. Mm. Uh, the Walmart had a profit warning, so that's uh, lowered market participants' expectations. But the earnings came out, actually, it's all right. It still have positive growth, and they keep the uh, guidance for the third quarter. So that's the better-than-expected result uh, pushing up the market and optimism. This week, CNN has published an article that says the U.S. economy, quote, didn't get the recession memo, and it points to strong employment numbers, falling petrol prices among some of the reasons for the optimism. What do you think? Uh, so the U.S. economy right now, from the economics, because uh, two quarters uh, negative growth uh, defined a technical recession. So if you see from this way, um, it is in a technical recession. Uh, yes, the uh, labor market is still strong, and uh, now as the inflation pressure uh, is uh, lower. However, uh, I think um, just uh, because markets right now are concentrating on the policy, the Fed policy, so um, because the slowdown in the growth of the U.S. economy, and also uh, we had a 
uh, lower than expected inflation data released last week. Those actually strengthened the uh, probability for the Fed to slow down in the rate hike. So uh, the, the current bull market, uh, I think just uh, uh, because this is more concentrated on the policy pivot of the, the Fed, the U.S. Fed, uh, not really looking into the future of the economy. Uh, and also there is not an imminent, uh, like a physically, recession in the U.S. Uh, probably this would uh, just see how, how it plays out. Uh, we can see that the, the benchmark bond yields, U.S. bond yields, are inverted, inverted since, um, since spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that certainly is not, not a good sign for the economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if we uh, predict a recession, it might, might not be this year because, you know, uh, consumer spending is still strong or strong labor markets, they will still uh, hold this uh, optimism. Uh, however, if uh, like consumers rent out the credit uh, and all the like, uh, like major companies now uh, cut, down, cut down the employment, uh, slow hiring layoffs, this could cause increase of the unemployment rate probably towards the end of the year or next year. And there, there might be a real recession happens. Um, but yeah, this is all the um, right now the trajectory of the policy cycle and economic cycle. All right, a lot to digest there. Now, one possible warning sign, though, for the global economy seems to be flashing from the chip makers. It appears that demand for semiconductor chips is ebbing and companies like Samsung, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing, they're dialing back their investment plans. Historically, demand for semiconductor chips has served as a bellwether for the international economy. Tina, how concerned are you about these latest announcements from TSMC and the like? Um, I think the, the chip, uh, chip maker industry now uh, has passed the peak of the demand cycle. Um, so right now, uh, the companies of chip makers actually now facing the excessive inventories and the slower, slowing demands. So that, that's the challenge that the companies are facing. And uh, uh, also, the, like the President Biden has passed a $52 billion chips and the science act the other day. Uh, I don't think that it's uh, making the outlook better. Yet, right now, I think uh, the policymakers are trying to uh, push down the inflationary pressure, increase the investment in the chip makers, uh, and also uh, they uh, encourage those uh, companies uh, buy from the local manufacturers, not like uh, uh, from China or Asian countries. so I think that's uh, uh, that's not uh, uh, very good. Like um, like like before, like globalization, we can uh, lower costs, uh, have uh, smooth trades in between, uh, and also now Chinese demand is slowing down. And right now, if you invest more in the local uh, chip makers, it might uh, put more pressure on the uh, production and the, the, the excessive inventory. So uh, I see uh, this, um, uh, this downturn of the chip industry right now. One more note from the U.S. market I want to share with you. If you look at Bed Bath & Beyond, their shares soared 70% Overnight, on news that GameStop chairman Ryan Cohen is investing in the company, is this a sign that meme stocks are back, Tina? Uh, I think the ca- uh, current um, optimism uh, in the Wall Street, that's a, a sign of the risk on 
sentiment now sell a uh, domain the whole market sentiment. So many stocks now, yes, they, they are bad as right now. Uh, you know, people uh, investors concentrate the the Fed policy package, and we see the tax shares rebound. We see the growth stocks uh, outperformed, and yesterday was retailers. And I think a lot of uh, optimism, a lot of speculations in many stocks as well at the same time. Yeah, so yeah, this, uh, I think that in the short term, I can still see the, the upside momentum among those many stocks. In Washington, U.S. President Joe Biden has signed into law the Inflation Reduction Act. That is a $437 billion U.S. dollar bill, and it's designed to counter climate change and also rein in pharmaceutical prices. The legislation includes a whole range of incentives for green energy projects, wind, solar, geothermal, including biomass, hydropower and clean hydrogen. Now, the Business Times here in Singapore has published an article this morning arguing that Asian manufacturers and suppliers may benefit from U.S. legislation. What do you think, Tina? Does this present opportunities for companies here in Asia? Personally, I, I don't see that's a very good uh, sign for uh, China and Asian uh, manufacturer. Uh, especially for uh, semiconductor suppliers. Uh, I think this this climate and tax bill actually are encouraging uh, the U.S. companies to um, to buy from the buy from the local manufacturer, not from uh, the the Asian countries. And I think that there will be a pressure on the China and Asian countries like uh, renewable energy companies. Uh, as this act, I think this present represent uh, like um, kind of like uh, the trend of the globalization between U.S. and China, and especially we see that um, uh, recently that that's a trend uh, that the Chinese tech companies list like uh, announced a primary listing in Hong Kong stocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I um, so I think that um, that's a negative impact on uh, on the Asian countries. Uh, of those industries, uh, like especially uh, renewable energy uh, and uh, chip makers, uh, suppliers. Uh, so that's um, um, something that we need to be concerned, not, um, not a really good sign. The U.S. Inflation Reduction Act also includes a series of new taxes, including the country's first tax on corporate share buybacks. This has been the goal for many Democrats in the U.S. for a long time because they see buybacks as a very unfair way to boost executive salaries and investor returns. Tina, do you think this tax will have an impact? Are we likely to see fewer share buybacks in future? Um, yes, that's, that's possibly. Um, so if uh, we say if we say that's an impact, that's a negative impact, not a positive impact. Uh, as if you increase the tax uh, over the uh, share buybacks, uh, then uh, com- this is really not an encouragement for companies to increase share share buybacks. Um, they probably they would possibly just increase dividends, but uh, instead of share buybacks, but if you increase dividends, investors pay more tax as well. So basically, that's a negative impact on the uh, broad markets. However, it's not a major. Uh, I think the markets are still uh, looking at the policy trajectory and economic trajectory. So that's a, that's a, a marginal impact.
The new tax doesn't kick in until next year, so some analysts say there may be a boom in corporate share buybacks over the next few months before the tax actually comes into effect. I'm going to zoom out now. You're with Market View. I'm Michelle Martin here to gauge Tina's views on the market. Tina Tang is a market strategist with CMC Markets. So let's get your view on the market's performance overall. Are you generally bullish or bearish when it comes to U.S. stocks, Tina? And what sort of strategy do you think investors should follow now? So generally, I am bullish at this moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we can see, the U.S. stocks already jumped off a bear market uh, since beginning of this month. Um, and right now, uh, yes, I'm bullish, but uh, um, I don't think investors should chase the profit, just uh, buy into the highs. Uh, probably we we'll still have a short-term pullback as uh, we can see the uh, S&P 500 already reaching a uh, pivot resistance, like around 4,300. And there might be some uh, downside pressure right now. Uh, but looking at the sector performance, uh, I still see uh, technology, the tech share, the growth stocks uh, uh, are performing the other sectors. And we can see that right now the energy uh, stocks uh, are under the pressure uh, because of the oil price slumped. So uh, that's the cycle. I think that's a, a rotation in the in the sectors of U.S. stocks. That's what we should look, be looking at, and also uh, monitor the bond yield trajectory. Uh, same time, the Fed policy, uh, which uh, would uh, um, have another policy meeting in September, and that's uh, uh, what we should be looking at if the the, the Fed pivot or not pivot, and then uh, make a, a decision from there. What about here in Asia Pacific? Uh, in which market do you see the best opportunities, Tina? Uh, I still think Australia markets uh, are uh, very strong at the moment because of strong earnings, and also you know Australia is uh, uh, energy uh, heavy weighted uh, indexes. So uh, we should be looking at uh, uh, some alternative investment uh, as. The, uh, right now, it's a very uncertain time, but I can still see in the long term uh, the energy uh, sector, the energy stocks uh, will have a better outlook than, uh, than the growth stocks probably uh, coming into next year. Uh, and uh, the Hong Kong Chinese stocks uh, probably is what we could be looking at as well, uh, just because the government uh, stimulates uh, policy uh, and and the second half half year the recovery from the first half year like because of COVID impact um, and just uh, uh, still keeping eyes on on those uh, big uh, big cap companies uh, because I think that's already uh, like dropped uh, like a quarter or half or sixty percent so in long term could be still a good choice for investors. Great speaking with you, Tina. Thank you for being with us here on air. That's Tina Tang, market strategist with CMC Markets, joining us live from Auckland here on Your Money with me, Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.